And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. couple of days, a couple of very odd days. Hello everyone, welcome. We are live from the bunker. My name is Jason Hunt, I'm the editor here at Sci-Fi For Me. It's Casual Thursday. And the last couple of days have been a little odd. We'll get into that here in a minute. Uh, we are broadcasting live to Facebook, Odyssey, and YouTube. And it looks like YouTube's buffering. I don't know if anybody's over there. Uh, take a look and let me know if it's actually doing anything. We get... Are we, bu- are we buffering on YouTube? So, anyway, like I said, we're live on the different channels, and of course this show also available in podcast form on various different player platforms, Uh, you can find us over there, and uh, of course all the socials, the chat's live, you can leave a comment, you can send us an email, live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com. I do read every email that comes in from people who watch or listen. I welcome the feedback. All right, so, um, so, yeah. So here we go. <laughs> uh, so on Tuesday, uh, I had, uh, so Monday I told you we were going to have a show on Tuesday because I had to be downtown. I got called for jury duty. And, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get picked for jury duty. I was in the pool. We had to go through the whole selection process. There were about 40 of us there. And it's funny because the room that I was in, the room that we put everybody into, you know, the, the holding tank before we went into the actual courtroom, we're all, everybody's, everybody's in the chair. And of course the chairs are still spaced out because, you know, social distancing is a, is a thing, part of our culture now. And I'm looking around and over on the wall, there's a giant screen that's playing a slideshow about all of, you know, why did I get called for jury duty? How did I get picked? How, you know, what, why me? What, what are the, some of the rules? What should I expect? All of, all of the different briefing slides and stuff. And it struck me how very close to 1984 this looks like. It was, man, all we need is a Big Brother video up there. And sure enough, when they started playing a video on how to how to be a juror, what's, what's expected, of course, you got John Roberts, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, saying this is a very important thing to do. And it is. I don't want to make light of jury duty. It's a very important aspect 
of our of the way our government works not to be taken lightly and i i should i should contact them and say could i could i help you make a somewhat better <laughs> video maybe please the the biggest problem that i have with the video that was shown to us explaining the process was that the young lady on camera was talking to all of us like we were in third grade and this is how jury duty works you were called because no uh-uh no don't talk to me like i'm five please don't talk to me. i mean I know the average education of the adult American is about 8th grade level, but don't talk to me like that. And it's very clear that this person, I mean, looks fine on camera. She did a good job and all that. Okay, fine. She's, she's reading from a cue card. She's not memorized any of this. I get it. That's what, okay. Not... This is a legal professional, not a media communications professional. I get it. But if I did my entire show, or at least a segment of my show, talking to you like you were in third grade, I think you would be a little bit irritated at the end of it. Would you not? I think you would. I mean, this is it, there's time and place for that. It's in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. It's not in U.S. District Court. I, I, I just... By the way, as you can see there from the, from the incident sign, we are, the count is now 464 days. Since we have had a major incident involving the emergency room here, uh, and it's been such a long time since we've used that, I had to I had to go back and do my math. And as far as I know, that that count is accurate. And for those of you who are wondering, and and Mrs. Boss, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this real quick. I'm just gonna show proof of life here. There's Mrs. Boss. She's awake. She's alive. She's here. I have not done anything to her. She's still around. She is she is dutifully serving her country. So that's uh, that it is. All right. So Robert's asking, what was the incident 400 days ago? Who went to the emergency room? Well, the answer to who went to the emergency room is always going to be Mindy. Um, what was the incident? No, you did. Um, yeah, I think that's when we reset the clock. All right. So there, the old, the previous opening title sequence for the H2O podcast. There is a shot. We shot this in a park, and Mrs. Boss comes around a shrub, and f her ankle, of course, finds a hole well, like it does while we're shooting, and she kind of loses her balance and whatnot. And I said, okay, that's enough that we can reset the clock. Um, so there's, there's the reset the clock. That, that been, that's been that long ago. My goodness. All right. So uh, Robert likes my Wonder Woman mug. Where'd I get it? Um, 
I think I got this one. Did I get this one superhero stuff? I think I did. Back when we had a deal with superhero stuff before they ghosted us. Anyway. So that was Tuesday. Jury duty. And the and the judge was very nice. All the everybody was everybody was fine and whatnot and everything. I have no idea what it was that that got me delisted and I didn't get selected. Um, that's fine. If I had been selected, that's fine too. Whatever. And then Tuesday night, after we got done with the ranker pick, which. Which devolved devolved rather quickly, um, Mrs. Boss. If you want to put a, a link in the chat, we'll uh, we'll we'll let people see. Uh, Tuesday night's ranker pit started off as a discussion of "Show Me the Baloney" episode three, and uh, quickly 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 transitioned to. Uh, quickly transitioned to a discussion about the Gungan Seahorse Theory. Hello, what about? I see you there in the chat. I have a mic. You have a mic and it's on. Yes, I see. Yes, yes. Okay. okay, first going into the ranker pit, uh, he sits and lets us know that because we weren't expecting McKenna because she was a little under the weather, that Mark and I were going to have to run the show. Uh -huh. And he was just going to sit and push buttons and kind of be in there because, you know. Uh-huh. What about and says like I love the John Madden chart during the ranker pit my my <laughs> my tunnel my tunnel dis diagram yeah and then it digressed or chain whatever you want to call it into the Jason show no until no. he decided to stop talking and that's when we <laughs> took over with the Gungan Seahorse theory so I'm just letting you know he was not supposed to talk through the show it was not my plan. No. no, it wasn't. It never is. He always sits there and says, I will going to do it. I'm I, just going to sit back and push the buttons. Yeah. Yeah. So afterwards, after after we got done uh, and I notified everybody on the staff that I was not going to be on the ranker pit next Tuesday. So, I mean, if that's if if I'm the only reason you watch the show, then, you know, you're going to be disappointed. But watch tune in next Tuesday night for the ranker pit. Uh, it is uh, it is going to be a discussion of of Kenobi episode four. I have not watched it. Not going to watch it. Uh, Eight p.m. Eastern, seven Central, and uh, they will discuss. Show me the baloney episode four. I did make some predictions. I have recorded them Tuesday night about ten ten fifteen. I recorded my predictions of what episode four was going to be. This is before it came out, and I know Matt Kadish and the. Uh, the guys over at Salty Nerd Podcast apparently got a sneak peek. Somebody, somebody sent them a link to uh, there's there's uh, there's Mindy putting the link to Ranker Pit in the chat. Somebody sent Salty Nerd Podcast a link to episode four before it released to Disney Plus, so they got a chance to watch it ahead of time and comment on it. So they've got a video out reviewing it before it aired, and of course now it's been out for. A, a little bit, and I'm already seeing some scenes that have me thinking that my my uh, my prediction might not have have come to pass, but that's okay. Yes, what about they got? I you know, yeah, you say lucky them, but I think as channels like theirs, channels like ours, maybe 
Um, as as we get bigger and grow in both audience size and legitimacy in terms of you know how many people we reach and such, uh, people are starting to notice. People are noticing channels like Geeks and Gamers and Nerdrotic and and uh, uh, Culture Casino and 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 Anna that Star Wars girl and that Umbrella Guide, Yellow Flash, all uh, you know Tim Pool and Quartering and everyone. And as this new media uh, gains traction and and gets bigger, there there are people in the in the PR divisions, in the marketing departments, in the publicity agencies and whatnot, who reach out and say, "Hey, we've got uh, you know we've got these press materials, we've got these interviews that are that are available, we've got this the stuff that you can review and whatnot." And on occasion, as as the channels get bigger. You start to cultivate sources, and you get people on the inside who start to send you stuff. Now, we don't have any of that yet. It sure would be nice. And yes, what about (laughs) that? They sure didn't notice Tug, I tell you. Oh. So... So Tuesday night recorded recorded my my thoughts on episode four before, before episode four came out. And then went to bed. And at about, what, mid, mid, 1.30, 12.30, when was it? 1.30. 1.30, all the alarms go off. Imminent threat. Uh, take shelter now because there's a tornado on the ground and it's in your area and it's headed your way. Okay. So, you know... Mrs. Boss heads to the basement with the office dogs, and I'm opening some windows because if a tornado does come through here, I don't want it to to do serious damage. And I put on the put on the the police scanner to listen in on on what's going on. Lots of down power lines, lots of tree limbs down, fires. There was even a call about a bird getting into a house, and they needed help getting it out of the house. It was it was a crazy night. So I was up till about three o'clock. What? The the f- no, that wasn't until that wasn't until Wednesday morning. So I'm up till about three o'clock monitoring weather to make sure that we don't get smashed by a tornado. I think I heard it past the house. So there was that and then all of Wednesday we had no power. Because about, what, 2 o'clock in the morning? 1.45, 2 o'clock in the morning, the power went out in the house. And I think it was a transformer that blew somewhere in the neighborhood. So all of yesterday, I've got this this enforced day off. And talked about it with Mrs. Boss last night. And I was like, you know, there was all the, there's all this stuff. I, there's all this stuff that has to be done. You know, we got to do prep for Saturday morning and I've got, you know, show prep to do and, and various different things that I got to, yeah, you know, I got emails to, to answer. I got interviews to set up and all this stuff. And she looked at me and she thinks she knows, she thinks she knows, but I don't know that she knows. She says, you know, this the way the way that the things went having the forced day off you know talking about cabin in the woods with disconnecting and whatnot she she doesn't think that i would last very long up there 
I think that it would be a little bit different because that that kind of thing would be my choice. And it would be one of those things where I'd sit there and go, okay, done, bye, see ya. And, and who knows what would happen after that. So Anyway, so that's been my last couple of days. And even then, it doesn't compare uh, to what other people have gone through. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, okay, so with all of that said, having to do all of this prep and stuff for Saturday morning, I'm throwing this out there. I am recruiting writers. If anybody's got any interest in journalism, and I mean... Real reporting the facts journalism, <clears throat> not what the New York Times and the Washington Post consider journalism. Can't pay anybody. I wish I could. But if anybody wants to volunteer to help out with, as writers on the shows uh, for, for Saturday morning, or if you want to come on board and start writing reviews for us over at the .com, uh, shoot me an email and let me know, and, and we, will, we will see what we can see. Yes? Okay. All right. So... Um, what I may do here is, uh, as part of my recruiting and marketing campaign, I may start throwing super chats in various different other channels, uh, just to, just to get awareness up on our channel a little bit. Not going to do it like Jeremy Hambly did, though. So yesterday, you know, we, we had a weird day, but Tim Poole and Jeremy Hambly had even worse days. Tim Pool, live on his Timcast IRL, uh, what was it, the 8th, yesterday. And the bomb squad shows up. They've been swatted again, and it is a credible threat, so they ended up evacuating the studio. For three hours. Now, I... I found out kind of backwards because I saw you know uh, Jeremy had posted because he had started throwing a bunch of super chats into Tim's uh, stream promoting his new coffee company and we all uh, that is that's a funny thing it's a funny gag haha ha, okay and then come to find out that the reason the Tim cast studio was empty for three hours was because they had received a credible bomb threat and so they were waiting on the bomb dog and they were outside outside the compound waiting for the police you know to get the bomb dog the bomb sniffing dogs to go through the place and make sure that it wasn't going to blow up on them somebody took issue with jeremy's multiple super chats i guess i don't know i guess it's somebody who doesn't like coffee and swatted Jeremy. So on the same night, probably within the same couple of hours, maybe the same person, swatted both Tim Pool and Jeremy over the quarter. SWAT team shows up. Apparently somebody had sent a text to the police saying that Jeremy had offed his wife with a high power pew-pew and was about to do harm to himself. So they showed up, <clears throat> handcuffed the both of them, Jeremy and his wife, who's now supposed to be dead at this point, remember. She's the one that answered the phone when they called back and they say, hey, we've got, a, we've got an emergency called here. 
<coughs> now, I've had conversations with Kansas City Police Department. And hopefully it doesn't happen here. We're not big enough. We haven't irritated enough people yet. Hopefully we don't. But, you know, we're likely to at some point. We're going to get big enough, maybe, that it could happen. But this kind of thing is deranged. And I'm being generous there. These people are lunatics. But this goes, this goes back, for those of you who are not familiar with the term swatting, let me give you a very quick precise on it. Um, this started a long while ago. I think it was in Wichita where the first one happened. Basically, someone, parties unknown, contact law enforcement and report someone, impersonate someone, pretend to be someone and say, I've just done harm to somebody and I'm about to do harm to myself. That's essentially the playbook. There are variations. But it's usually something like that. I have harmed a loved one and I'm starting, I'm, I'm going to do something to myself. That's generally how it goes. And, of course, law enforcement is obligated to respond in some way. They can't just take it as a prank because it might not be a prank. So they show up in force. Generally, the idea is to get the SWAT team to show up and do harm, actual harm, to the person who is the target of the swatting. Whether that's injury or death depends on how irritated the person is who's calling in the false 911 call. This has happened to Tim Pool more than a dozen times. He's, he's only publicly acknowledged nine of them. But there are more. This has happened to Tug. This has happened to... Uh, Ed, Edwin Boyette, it's happened to Peter Semetti. It's now happened to Jeremy. I don't know how many other people... Uh, um, um, there was somebody else. Yellow Flash did a video on it. There was somebody else that's, that it's happened to. And I can't remember right off the top of my head. This kind of thing needs some sort of penalty... And I know, you know, investigations being what they are, it's kind of hard to figure out if anybody's going to catch the, these guys. But so far, they haven't ended badly. Hopefully they won't. Well, well, you're talking about the one in Wichita, the gamer thing in Wichita? Yeah, well, that was the first one. And that was the one that got everybody to think, well, hey, we could do this. No, that didn't end well. You had a gamer in Wichita and a gamer in California. Gamer in California got irritated by whatever it is Wichita Gamer did and called in the SWAT team, and Wichita Gamer ended up dead. Now, like I said, I've had conversations with Kansas City Police about this very thing. Sort of preemptively, I mean, it's like, you know, we're not big enough to, to garner any notice like that. But if we do, how do we handle this? 
what kind of what kind of safeguards can we put in place to make sure that something like this doesn't happen to us? Because who knows? Somebody could get mad that we have somebody on our channel as a guest. Somebody could get upset about something that I say because reasons. I don't anticipate that it's going to happen, but hope for the best, prepare for the worst, right? So, anyway, at least at least at least Jeremy's getting some mileage out of this uh, by by promoting his coffee company. Um, he's got two he's got two uh, discount codes over at Coffee Brand Coffee. Uh, he's got a discount code Timcast, and he's got a discount code SWAT uh, for anybody who wants a discount on the thing. And I'll 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 mention it. And should I should we go ahead and get a get a thing? Let us let us get a thing here. Let me put. Let me put this up here. For those of you who don't know, Jeremy at the Quartering got his start uh, dealing with Magic the Gathering. He was a he was a collector, and he was uh, you know he reviewed the new the new starter kits and the packs and the expansion packs and whatnot. And as part of that, he ended up uncovering a number of registered sex offenders in the judges program as part of the tournament stuff. And he ended up getting, getting uh, permanently banned and, and his profile expanded out of that. People, people found his channel from that. He has since gone on. He's, he's done a lot of, a lot of Brie Larson videos. Uh, he, you know, pop culture and, and entertainment and whatnot, in addition to some things going on in the in the public zeitgeist. And now he started a coffee company, Coffee Brand Coffee. So let us let us take a look. Fresh roasted. Tour. Wait, what? No, that was the different Jeremy. That was Jeremy Griggs at Geeks and Gamers. I have not met. I have not met Jeremy at the quartering. All right, so here's here's what we're going to do in 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 a show of solidarity. I will. Let's see here, uh, Mrs. Boss. What shall we What shall we get here? Um, I, we got a. There's a light roast, a light roast, a medium roast, a dark roast. Velvety hot cocoa, caramel hot cocoa, marshmallow hot cocoa. Um, what do you think? Medi a medium roast? Okay, so let's look at the medium roast. Uh, ground 12 ounce, $18. So we can do that. It's a Colombian blend. Creates a balance between proper acidity, mellow frame, and a seductively nutty taste that lingers pleasantly on the palate. Roast 003. All right. So we'll do this. <coughs> One-time purchase. Add to cart. Oh, wait. We can just buy it now. All right. So check out. What? You want to see you see something else? All right, hold on. All right. What do you see? Let 
So a, a bag of O2 as well. Yeah. All right, we'll add that to the cart. All right, so we've got two bags. Okay, so two bags, we're, we're good for now then? Yeah. Two bags, all right. So two bags, we'll check out. Um, okay. All right, I'm going to put details up on this. All right, so there's that. Uh, shipping address. We ship it to the. We'll ship it to the office, right? Uh -huh. Ah, hang on. Live television here, folks. If you zero six zero. Okay. That's the shipping address. Discount code Timcast. We'll apply the discount code Timcast. And we will get economy shipping. Continue to payment. All right, so we're getting two bags of coffee from the coffee brand coffee. Now, those of you who are listening to this as a podcast, you're not seeing all of those. Hello, Keely. Good to see you in the chat. I am in the process of no that's not okay somebody's gonna have to tell Jeremy that his address automated populator doesn't work properly because I do not live in Kansas I'm not sure what it's doing here Alright, so there's that, there's that. Um, you know what? I better make sure. <laughs> I better make sure that I've got enough in there. Um, yeah, we should be good. Alright, pay now. Alright, so. There we go. Alright. So we have now, we have now got on our way 
two bags of coffee brand coffee. So that's what we're going to do. All right, so we've lost a couple of people in, in, in the chat and in the viewing numbers. So we're going to actually do something that's worth uh, worth noticing and, and talking about here. When we get back, we're going to look at the Black Adam trailer right after this. Sci-Fi for Me, delivering the multiverse since 2009. Hi everyone, Jason Hunt here, inviting you to join us every Saturday morning for news. The week's headlines in science fiction, fantasy, horror, comic books, video games, plus Comic-Con updates and the weather, and the occasional interview along the way. We call it Good Morning Multiverse. We hope you join us every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 Central, right here on Sci-Fi For Me TV. Foreign Bodies, Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, only on Sci-Fi For Me TV. Back live from the bunker, Jason Hutt here along with all of you. Good to have you here. Good to have everybody in the chat. Uh, what a day, what a day, what a week. What a time to be alive, right? All right, so uh, yesterday also, we didn't we didn't get a chance to talk about it yesterday because, you know, we didn't have power. But we have the new trailer for Black Adam dropped. And so what I'd like to do here for a moment, I want to go through this and... Take a look. I have a couple of thoughts, but not really, not really a lot. I mean, it's just you know, it is what it is. This thing's been been coming for a long time. There's been so much hype about it. I'm I'm thinking that at this point, uh, expectations are probably going to be higher than what the movie can deliver on. Uh, AGC asks an interesting, a uh, good question here. Let me uh, let me see here if I can pull this up. Who is Black Adam? Well, uh, the short version, Black Adam is a villain from the Shazam Captain Marvel universe. And uh, he's, uh, this is back from Fawcett Comics when, uh, when Fawcett had the Captain Marvel. Uh, they, played, uh, they, they published Wiz Comics, and that's where Captain Marvel first showed up. This is the original Captain Marvel. Uh, the Shazam Captain Marvel, not the the various Marvel Captain Marvels or the Marvel Man Captain Marvel or anything like that. It's the original, uh, not to be imitated Captain Marvel, Billy Batson Captain Marvel, who is played by Zach, uh, Zachary Levi in the Shazam movies. And eventually they're going to cross over, I'm sure. But what we've got here is the first... Uh, the first trailer for for Black Adam. So let's go through this and uh, and take a look. Interesting spaceship there. What have your powers ever given to you? A lot of tech. A lot of tech. Nothing but heartache. Pierce Brosnan. 
Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate. Then I was reborn a god. My son sacrificed. And I'm sure that we will get some kind of ding on this. Copyright ding. It's. It looks like a Black Adam. That's an interesting look for Black uh, for Doctor Fate. Well, I do. Okay. We get a little bit of comedy. You have two choices. You can be the destroyer of this world. Or you can be its savior. So Oh, we're walking away from an explosion. So we have this rolling up the windows goof. Yes, it's funny. Haha, ha, whatever. Did he just catch a rocket? He caught a rocket. He caught a rocket. It blows up. Hijinks ensue. So there is the, the first big, lengthy, official trailer for Black Adam. And, uh, okay couple of things. I don't know what this ship is, but it's interesting. They're putting him into some kind of containment here. You see containment fluid in here. Uh, cryo solution. This looks like they're putting him into stasis. What I'm thinking probably is going on is, and this is a complete guess on my part, you've got Black Adam showing up at the time of the Justice Society, which are the other superheroes that we're seeing in this. And then, for whatever reason, he gets put into containment here, and we're gonna get him in the modern era, uh, talking to the talking to the to, to the kids in the van that we see. So we've got a little bit of his history here. It looks like his hand's been cut off as he's thrown into the pit of despair. <gasps> the pit of despair. Right. And he he gets somehow uh, reawakened, and he's got the hood. You know, he's got the Jedi robe there. They all f open fire for whatever reasons, because reasons. Lightning, magic lightning, magic lightning. <laughs> AGC, is there a superhero movie where someone doesn't go into stasis? Um, that's a good question. Alright, so this is somebody and looks like he's in a he's in some sort of a, uh, a weird looking jacket. Who is this? Is this is this Black Adam? I don't know. Here's Hawkman. Uh Katara Hall. We have uh Atom Smasher. And then we've got here Doctor Fate. This is this is the only interesting thing really that I see in this trailer that has me intrigued, is how they're going to show visually uh, uh, Doctor Fate's 
uh, powers as they manifest. But if you if you go back and look here, uh, this helmet, this this is a weird looking helmet. It's not. There's a lot of red in that, and I can't tell if that's a reflection or if he's wearing a weird, if it's a different kind of helmet. But it looks gold here, so I'm assuming it's a reflection of wherever it is that he's he's at where he where he turns that uh, puts that helmet on. But you see the fragmented here. This is kind of Doctor Strange mirror thing. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how it all how it all manifests. And interesting that the moral dilemma is is Black Adam versus Doctor Fate. Doctor Fate is going to be the the Obi Wan in this one, I guess. This is kind of a hero's journey thing because Black Adam is an anti-hero. He's been a villain in the comics. He's been an anti-hero in the comics, and he's you know, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> Culture Casino there in the chat. Black Adam has no CGI. Oh, I think there's plenty of CGI. Um, he's, you know, I don't think that plane is real. <laughs> but at least the pilot ejected, right? All right, so we've got here his, his Black Adam suit. Looks pretty comics accurate, roughly. Uh, we're flying out. We've got some really interesting tech that I'm seeing in this stuff. These little, these little ships and whatever this guy who, I don't know who this guy is, but he's riding on some kind of a hovercraft motor thing and on the water. Um, and then of course we've got the obligatory walking away from a, walking away from an explosion shot, maybe. Uh, and then, and then we have rolling up to here. There's the love interest. I I want to does is she might end up playing Isis, but I'm not sure. I got to I have to go back and look. Did he just did he just catch a rocket? He caught a rocket. So there's Black Adam. There's the trailer. It looks it looks fun. It looks interesting. And yeah, the the humor. There's nothing wrong with humor. Keely says, and I agree. There's nothing wrong with humor. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of tongue in cheek. Especially given that it's going to have to cross over with Shazam at some point. Because they have to meet. And the Shazam movies are more comedic. Even though they get Shazam completely... I mean, I get it. They're using Rebirth Shazam instead of the real Captain Marvel. But that's what we're stuck with now. But I look at this and I think, okay, generic superhero movie. I don't I don't see anything in this that has me super pumped have to go and do anything with this. It's, you know, it's one of those things where I'm like I uh, I I'll get to it now uh, eventually. I still haven't seen Doctor Strange. I need to see it eventually, I guess. I haven't watched Kamala Khan yet. Uh, uh, Ms. Marvel, the first episode dropped. Although I'm hearing good things about it, Cameron Pasha had some very good things to say about that first episode. So I'll check it out. Uh, but I've checked out of Obi-Wan. I'm done. I'm done with Kenobi. Um, the, the third episode was just dumb. Dumb people doing dumb things because dumb writers are dumb. And, and it's... Wouldn't it be cool if... 
And and we're running into this. I think we're running into this a lot more often now with writers who writers who have limited experience in life. Um, what about says? Of course, he'd like it. That show was boring and dumb. Talking about Ms. Marvel. Uh, well, Cameron's Cameron's biggest draw to it is how it realistically and accurately ish portrays Pakistani families. And of course, Cameron is from that part of the world and he's grown up in that environment. And so he's got a little bit more of a perspective, a unique perspective from a personal standpoint. And he says that hits all the right beats as far as, as far as that goes. So he's, he's looking at it from a different perspective. He says it's not woke. There's no anti-American propaganda in it or anything like that. So first episode, at least, uh, seems to have passed muster. So, uh, Keely says even coach and Nick over at Echo Base Network done with Obi-Wan Kenobi. So, yeah, okay. Uh, what about says they had the family behaving like a Disney Channel sitcom? Well, Cameron says that's actually how Pakistani families kind of act. So, I, you know, your mileage may vary on it. I'll, I'll watch the first episode and see and, and, and have some thoughts, I'm sure, at some point. But, but yeah, there we are. So, you know... This Black Adam trailer, I have not, I have not seen anything in this trailer that I haven't seen other places. Does this trailer do it better? As good? It's fair to Midland. I mean, it's, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm getting old and jaded. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm almost, I'm almost ready for Cabin in the Woods disconnecting. I don't care what Mrs. Boss says. If I, excuse me, if I decide to go do that, if I decide to go cabin in the woods and disconnect from everything, I do it deliberately and I'm done. I'm gone. So, anyway. So there it is. The the Black Adam trailer. Not compelling to me. I know a lot of people are excited about it. And a lot of people have been excited about seeing Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam for years. This thing has been in development for forever. And it'll be nice to finally see it done after all of the hype. But all of the hype now, I'm thinking it better live up to it. And I don't think it will. So we'll see. I don't know. So there's that. All right. So one last little bit. See, because this one being Warner Brothers, they've got they've got a lot to lose if this thing doesn't go well. Because uh, <laughs> Robert asks, am I... Am I thinking Swiss Family Robinson, Cabin in the Woods, or Ted Kaczynski, Cabin in the Woods? Um, uh, more, more Swiss Family Robinson. Definitely. Yeah. Although, there are some people who would question that. Um, I don't know. So, yeah, yeah, definitely more Swiss Family Robinson and just, you know, be done with it. You know, Robert Thoreau, uh, 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 Thoreau Walden, go out in the middle of the woods, just disconnect um which you know somebody is going to have to somebody's going to have to have a talking to with ezra miller because you see black adam there's a lot riding on black adam black adam is going to have to save the dc films thing because warner brothers is in the middle of this executive shakeup we got new 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 changes over there new changes in the disney executives too we'll talk about that at some point in the future but there's this tmz reporting that Ezra Miller, 
somebody has taken out a, a protective order uh, against Ezra Miller. This is an exclusive at TMZ. Ezra Miller, and I'm reading from the article here from uh, it doesn't say it doesn't say who wrote it. TMZ. Ezra Miller is not only a bad influence, they're a danger to the well-being of an 18-year-old woman, at least according to her parents, who are asking a court to step in and keep the actor away from her. According to new legal docs obtained by TMZ, Tokata Iron Eyes met a then 23-year-old Miller in 2016 when she was just 12, and the actor was visiting the Standing Rock Reservation in North Dakota. From there... Tokata's parents say she and Ezra developed a friendship they believe puts Tokata at risk. Tokata's parents say Miller flew her to London in 2017 to visit the studio where Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them was filmed, as she was a big fan and Miller was a star in the movie. At the time of the trip, they say Tokata was 14 and Ezra was 25. As the friendship continued, Tokata's parents claim Ezra supplied their underage daughter with alcohol, marijuana, and LSD. Now, these are allegations. <clears throat> Not only that, they claim Ezra, best known as The Flash in the DC superhero films, disrupted Tokata's schooling at a private institute in Massachusetts so much she dropped out in December 2021. The parents say they flew to Miller's Vermont home in January to get their daughter and discovered she didn't have her driver's license, car keys, bank card, and other items needed to navigate life independently. They also say, uh, they say they also found bruises on Takata's body, which they allege Ezra caused. Shortly after she got home, Takata's parents say she fled to New York City to reunite with Ezra, and from there, the pair has been traveling together to Vermont, Hawaii, and Los Angeles. The two were spotted at a club in Hawaii in video obtained by TMZ. As we've reported, Miller got arrested several times during their stay in Hawaii, including an incident where they allegedly attacked bar patrons. All right, look. This they-them thing is just stupid. It just is. In the doc, continuing from the article, in the docs, Takata's parents state, quote, Ezra uses violence, intimidation, threat of violence, fear, paranoia, delusions, and drugs to hold sway over a young adolescent Takata. They claim Ezra's also told Takata they, to solely go by Gibson, a nickname she formerly used with family and friends. Then there's this. They say Ezra's decided Takata is non-binary non transgender, when she had previously declared herself non-binary queer gay. Oh, come on, people. So they've filed for uh, a, a, an order of protection with the court to try to get their daughter away from the, the influence of Ezra Miller. David Zaslav has a challenge. He is faced with a, a, a no-win situation here, I think. And we've talked about this before. Ezra Miller is a liability. No question about that in my mind. Ezra Miller is a liability to Warner Brothers, to the DC film outfit, and all of that. Uh, what about says David's not doing nothing? I know, I know. Zaslav is is in the process of making adjustments and making changes. We've seen that. Um, 
Uh, Toby Emmerich is out as the chief of the studios. He's still going to be around with a production shingle, but he's no longer in charge. Michael DeLuca uh, is is going to be part of that, and uh, I can't remember his producing partner's name, Abney, something Abney. I can't remember her first name. But there are changes in the works, yes. However, The Flash is, for the most part, done. And... Ezra Miller, being the star, has the prominent role as the Flash, but also has other additional roles in this film. And so now, what do you do? Do you spike the movie altogether? Which is not going to happen, we know that. They will release the Flash. It's possible that they minimize things and they put the Flash directly to Disney Plus and bury it, maybe. I don't think they'll do that. They may do a day-and-date thing. But Ezra Miller as the Flash, I think, is done. This particular movie is so far along in the production pipeline that you can't really justify canceling it after all of the expense not only that but this movie is the return of michael keaton as batman and that's a pretty huge big heap of deal so my thinking if it were me if i'm if i'm zaslav if i'm in charge of the studio i sit and say okay we let we let the flash out in the theater we go ahead and release the movie because it's made it's done we're committed Kind of like what Disney did with John Carter. You know, you had you had the turnover in executives and nobody was invested in it. But they released it anyway. And of course, they did everything they could to kill it. So the Flash comes out <clears throat> and immediately... <coughs> they don't even bother with reviews. They don't do pre- preview screenings or anything. Just let it out in the world. And immediately announce... A Michael Keaton Batman Beyond project. So you get people talking about Michael Keaton coming back as Batman in a Batman Beyond type of thing. Outside, not not the HBO Max Batgirl thing, but I'm talking about a legitimate, straight up Batman Beyond Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne and somebody is Terry McGinnis and do Batman Beyond. Do the actual real thing. And put it out there and have people talking about that instead of The Flash. And that's, that's, what, that, that's what I would do. Is do a multi-picture deal, either that or a project on Disney Plus. Or, or, or yeah, Disney Plus, because that's not Disney Plus. Yeah, no. DC, Warner Brothers. Um, where would this be? Who's who's who gets who gets the streaming for Warner Brothers stuff? No, well, no HBO Max. I need more coffee. I've ordered some. It'll get here soon. Discovery Plus, HBO Max. Yeah, it'll probably be HBO Max. Whatever that channel is that ends up being from the merger of HBO Max and Discovery Plus, because they're putting all that stuff together. So whatever that becomes, if you're going to do a streaming project that's Batman Beyond, I would do it as a movie, personal, just to just to get back up there and say, Batman Beyond. I mean, you 
think of the marketing that you could do for this. Because the very beginning, when Michael Keaton first was cast as Batman, the first promos that we saw, the first posters, the first teasers, all of it was just the bat symbol. Remember those posters? I've got one somewhere. You had, it's all black and a, and a, and a bat logo. And that's all it was. This is how you do, this is how you do the next one. When you do Batman Beyond, you take that logo, and at least in the teasers, and you morph it into the next Bat logo. You morph it into McGinnis's logo, right? And for the poster, you kind of you can layer the two. You have the you have the original in the background, kind of faded, and and in the back, and then over it you have the the McGinnis bat. But that would that would be my suggestion for David Zaslav. You know, send the check too. Uh, when the Flash comes out, immediately announce Batman Beyond. Michael Keaton will return as Batman, and and make a huge deal out of that, and do a Batman Beyond project. Nothing, nothing else. Keely, good to see you. Thanks for being here. Uh, it's always always good to have you in the chat. Thank you very much for for being here. Uh, in, enjoy the rest of your day for work and such. <coughs> but that's what I would do. And so let's see. Somebody somebody mentioned something here. Uh, what about says they spent millions to replace a man in Army of the Dead? Speaking of which, here's this. Here's the last bit that I'm going to uh, that I'm going to see. AGC says I think Batman would work best on TV. It depends on what kind of story you're telling. If you're going to do detective Batman, then I'd do, I would do a TV project. If you're going to do action superhero Batman, put it up on the screen, make it a big blockbuster summer tentpole thing with all the, all the explosions and the car chases and whatnot, kind of like they did with Pattinson's movie. I, I enjoyed it. It's a little too long, but I enjoyed it. But speaking of Army of the Dead, speaking of zombies and whatnot dc comics announcing a new project dc horror presents sergeant rock versus the army of the dead this is going to be a six issue miniseries from dc horror uh set in berlin 1944 the nazis are flanked on all fronts by the combined allied forces and defeat seems inevitable in a last ditch effort to turn the tide of the war hitler and his team of evil scientists create a serum that resurrects their dead soldiers creating an army of the dead even stronger than they were in life sergeant rock Hero of the European theater and his easy company find themselves dispatched into enemy territory to face off against the strangest, most horrific enemies they've encountered yet. Nazi zombies. <laughs> now, on the face of it, on the surface of this, you would sit there and go, oh, there's there's no way that they can get this right in current year. Uh, I mean, because really, Nazi zombies... I fully expect them to have this as some kind of Trump MAGA allegory. Except for the fact that it's going to be written by Bruce Campbell. Ash from the Evil Dead movies. Written by the expert in battling the Evil Dead, Bruce Campbell. 
This six-issue miniseries is an action-packed, terrifying adventure. Eisner and Harvey Award-winning artist Eduardo Riso brings the battlefield to gruesome life as the Easy Company tears across Europe. This is on sale uh, September 27th, issue number one. Frank Quitley is doing a, uh, a duffel bag gore variant cover. Uh, they say to do, it's, it's too, too gruesome even to show you. Charlie Adler is uh, back drawing zombies for the first time since he wrapped up his run on The Walking Dead with a variant. And there will be a variant drawn by Francesco Francavilla, a variant drawn by Chris Mooneyham, a variant by Pia Guerra, main cover by Gary Frank. So this is going to be an interesting uh, thing here. Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell writing Sergeant Rock versus Nazi zombies. I, you know, this has me intrigued. I'm not, I'm not much into horror, but, um, I, you know, this, this actually has me intrigued. And, and, you know, the fact that it's World War II, I mean, that's Sergeant Rock's era. So, who knows? We'll see. I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks very much for being here, folks. We're kind of sort of getting back to normal-ish. We'll see. Monday, we will be having our money talk uh, because we uh, we had to reschedule some stuff. On Tuesday night, don't forget, we've got a brand new Ranker Pit, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and then we have on Saturday, Good Morning Multiverse at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 Central. And that will be followed by a brand new Foreign Bodies at 1 p.m. Eastern. So we've got a lot of stuff going on. And of course, we do invite you to connect Whoa, I hit the wrong button there. Uh, I do invite you to connect with us on all the different social media accounts where you can find us we've got all these uh, video channels where you can find us get over there and connect with us on odyssey and uh of course we've got the newsletter we've got the tip jar and as soon as the as soon as the coffee brand coffee arrives we will brew and review uh and uh, and see what happens all right i will leave you with this these thoughts from George Carlin. Inside every cynical person, there is a disappointed idealist. I can kind of identify. All right, folks, that's it. Thanks very much for being here. Remember, they want you to believe there are five lights, but there are only four lights. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2022 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.